Stay ready is the mentality birthed through the trials and triumphs in life as an NFL long snapper. Join me in conversations with teammates, mentors, friends, and family who helped me realize stay ready is so much more. A deeply rooted principle of life in all things faith, family, and football. From Music Row in Nashville, welcome to Stay Ready, the podcast. All right, we're back for another episode, and we're here in our home. It's completely an Overton family affair, minus our two-and-a-half-year-old daughter, True. She's at school. She's going to be jealous she's not here, but we have our, our puppy Franklin here, our four-month-old Tatum here. Uh, we just figured we'd uh, have a little conversation on our couch in our home um, and just kind of talk about life. Last time I had my wife, Bree, on was over a year ago. Yeah, and uh, we have a lot to talk about. A lot about. has changed. A lot has changed. Um, the obvious is we um, have another another girl, uh, four months old, Tatum. little Tatum Love. She wanted to make an appearance uh, on this podcast, our dog Franklin here. Um, and you all know True, our two and a half year old. She's at school. Um, and thank God she's not here because she would be raising hell right now. But uh, how you doing, babe? Good. Yeah. <laughs> You were probably going to hear burps, farts, uh, throw up, a dog barking, um, lightning and thunder outside all throughout this uh, podcast, so bear with us, but um, I really wanted to have Bri on here so that we can talk about life, get some perspective from her, um, share a little insight on pregnancy number two and baby number two, and um, just how quickly it seems like our family has grown in the past year. Um, so last time we had you on, we kind of touched on like postpartum, right? Mm -hmm. Um, after true and kind of the struggles with that. Um, before we get too far into it, do you want to kind of talk about like your experience with, with Tatum and going through your second pregnancy? Yeah. So honestly, for me, the second time around, I think overall was a much better experience. Yeah. Um, pregnancy like all the symptoms were pretty similar to true. Um, really the only like main difference is the way I think I carried Tatum, you know, I just carried her different, but as far as pregnancy goes, it all felt very, very similar. Um, and then postpartum to me, the second time around was almost night and day different. I think just, I wish I knew exactly what it was, but I think, um, a lot of it maybe just was because it was my second time. You know, my body's been through it all once. And so it was kind of like prepared for what was to come. Oh, excuse you. Um, so, yeah, I think overall we, I had a much better experience this time around with Tatum. Yeah. Um, going back, we were pretty convinced we were having a boy. I was probably 90% sure this was a boy. Yeah, because, you know, we don't find out. We never found out, like, what we were having. Yeah. And... I think because I carried different, I carried more of like a like a basketball with Tatum. With True, I just got like wide all over and yeah. weight on everywhere. Um, so I think that made me think it was a boy. And then I did like the little I don't know. It's like an old like wives' tale, like where you take your ring, and you like pull out a piece of your hair and you put your ring on the hair and then like you dangle it over your palm if it goes. Side to side, it's one gender, and if the ring goes in a circle, it's another gender. And so, when I've done that test, it always said we were gonna have a girl and then two boys. Yeah. So of course, naturally, I believed in that. I thought, yeah, we're for sure having a boy. Well, and I think the ultra, uh, the 3D, or is it a 3D ultrasound or 4D? 4D. It's 4D ultrasound. Um, two weeks before she was born, you know, it, it, I kind of thought it was maybe a boy just a based boyish. off. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could say either I mean, she's way, so but. Nice. <laughs> she's so adorable but I think um one interesting part about this time um around was you know Tatum came early about yeah, 10 days early 10 days early so that was kind of a shock yeah and I went yeah I went to labor on my own which I didn't really expect I thought oh for sure we're gonna have to get induced I don't know I just never really prepared or planned for everything happening naturally and um it You're sure so did I, my water didn't break on, on its own, but I yeah. started with contractions. And yeah, and you had, it was, I'll, I'll never forget really, it's just kind of you woke up kind of just feeling like, um, I don't know, you had these like symptoms and you you were kind of a little worrisome and it was- and a lot it, of cramps. I a lot just of cramps, saying, yeah. I'm cramp like I just keep cramping, I keep cramping and you told me to like take it easy and I laid down and 
Um, I just remember like resting a lot that day and like texting my mom, like, I feel okay. I just keep cramping. Yeah. Stomach kind of gets, is getting tight. I just thought it was like Braxton Hicks contractions, sure, which sure. is kind of like pre-labor contractions. Um, well, and really you had nothing to refer back on because you were induced with true. So right. you never experienced like those natural contractions at home. You experienced that at the hospital yes. right, with, with true. Yeah. Yeah. And as the day went on, it was a Sunday night, right? And it was a Saturday. It was a Saturday. And so, I don't know, it was like 5 p.m., 6 p.m. You called your mom. You were like, hey, I think I'm having these contractions. You called the nurse. The nurse was like, you need to time it out. Let us know how things progress over the next couple of hours. And just to be safe, I think your mom kind of had an intuition like, hey, I just need to drive down, stay with them. If they need to leave like abruptly, I could be there with True. And thank God you did because we went, what is it, 8 p.m. or so? Yeah. Well, we went back and forth with her. I'm like, no, no, I think I'm fine. Don't come. And then I was thinking, no, something. Let's just, just go get a check. Something is different. Yeah. Like, I just need to go to the emergency room. Yeah. And so she drove the two and a half hours and we were like, I was at the door, standing at the door, waiting for her to walk in. Well, and at that point, by the time your mom got here, you were in a lot of pain. Um, I remember getting into the car and really the hospital is only a five minute drive from our home. We live downtown Nashville. And so St. Um, Thomas was just right on the corner. Yeah. But as soon as we got to like the parking garage, like you got out of the car and you were like on your hands and knees in the parking garage, like in tears in a lot of pain. I'm like, oh gosh, here we go. It was we're so gonna, dramatic, we're gonna... but it, I didn't expect it to hurt that bad. Yeah. Again, I didn't really f go through all that the first time around. Like I was already in the hospital getting the epidural, but this yeah. time I was like, I felt like I was really dramatic, but it also hurt really bad. <laughs> like I was like screaming out loud. Yeah. Yeah. I thought we were going to have the baby in the parking garage, so... <laughs> We got in, they got you uh, into a bed, they uh, ran some tests, and I, like within an hour they came in and said, yeah, you, you're like in labor, right? So they put you, us in our suite and like, it went by so fast. Like I, we had no, I don't know, I just felt like the second time around it was such a blur because, you know, we, we packed up quickly, ran to the hospital, you were in labor, like, oh my gosh, here we go. And, um, you know, she came the she next was born at like 5 49 a.m the yeah. next morning so yeah that was very and labor. talking about the labor like how different and quickly it was compared to true was like what two and a half hours of you pushing yeah two hours yeah but when i pushed that on with true it didn't feel like two and a half hours i will yeah. say that yeah. so i mean i feel like you know starting to push with tatum it all felt like it all came back to me it all felt like um, very similar and I kind of like my body remembered what to do yeah um, but yeah I only pushed maybe 45 minutes yeah it Tatum, but it still kind of felt like a while for me well for me as being yeah. your your co-pilot in the mission of like the delivery yeah. I, it felt very much significant significantly faster, faster. Um, and it just seemed like she came like effortlessly whereas you were on the verge of like possibly having to go get a c-section with true because it took so long and I don't know, her big head was like stuck on something and couldn't, whatever. But uh, the one unfortunate thing about um, this delivery, we didn't have our doctor there. Dr. Martin wasn't there because it was such a last second thing. Yeah, he wasn't, he was, he wasn't um, available. He wasn't the all call Yeah, but we had, a, we had a wonderful doctor that came in and it was so awesome. And those uh, nurses were so great. And, and uh, again, when, when little... Uh, Tay Tay came out and I didn't see no little pee pee. I was like, I, was, I mean, I'll be honest. Here we go, another girl. I think I was in shock for the next 48 hours. I, yeah, I think because I'm Because I just, yeah. in my head, was so convinced it was a boy. Yeah. So convinced. Yeah. And then I almost felt like, I remember, I think I asked you, I was like, are you disappointed? Because I knew, like, how, I just know how much you want a boy at some point in, in our family. And I think I remember asking you, like, oh no, like, are you disappointed? Are you going to be sad? And he, you were like, no. But, you know, I think, like, it took a full 48 hours of the shock to kind of just start to wear off. And, you know, I will say, like, I think God knew best. He knew what our family needed because I can't imagine now it being anything other than Tatum. Like, she just, it's so funny how she just brings, like, this sense of, like, peace to my heart. Um, well, she is very, like, in the in the chaos of, like, our terrible two phase right now with True, like, she is kind of that peace within the household because she's a pretty good baby. Yeah, she's very like calm. Yeah. Um, I would say she's maybe like a little bit more needy than like true in the sense of like she just loves to be held and she loves like yeah, physical let it be touch. Known. 
Um, and True, I could just kind of like lay down and she would just put herself to sleep. And... Well, True would lay in the docketot all day long yeah. and be fine. Be and, fine. She, and the TV would be on. She'd like look at lights and she'd be very content. Yeah, whereas Tatum is like... Tatum just loves yeah. loves to be held. She and loves so, to be held, yeah. Um, yeah, she's just like been a perfect addition to our family. And then, you know, even just like having True... You know, you people always say like something, whatever maybe like brings them so much joy or, you know... And I have never experienced the amount of just like pure joy that I have felt with having true. Yeah. And I think anybody that like knows her or has met her would say the same thing. It's like this, it's like joy that I've never ever experienced. And I just pray that everybody can experience that because that child, oh my gosh, she's just pure entertainment. She, she is the light I of our world. Death. Yeah. Well, yeah. not, not so much when she's throwing her tantrums and her hissy fits. She locked me out of the house the other night, made me stay well, on the porch. she kicked you out of the house. She pushed you know, me out the door yeah. and said, go mama, and then locked, locked, the, door. locked the door. Yeah, so I mean, we're, we're in that phase with True right now where it's like the terrible twos, like everything you hear, all the cliches, all the myths, all the whatever, they're all real, yeah. you know? And like, we're in the thick of it with her. We're doing, we're working on timeout now and she thinks it's funny. We're working on discipline. She thinks it's funny. It's hard. Yeah, it's very hard. It's we, hard. we don't want to be physical with her. We try to raise our voice and be stern with her and she and uh, she and she thinks, thinks it's, it thinks funny. it's a game. Yeah. So, um, so send us any of your tips. Yeah, we need we need some comment, help, please. We need some help. Message uh, us. We need help. Yeah. But uh, going back to um, you know being disappointed on not having a boy, I think at first like going into this, I was really hoping and expecting to have a boy. I think we all like we had this conversation. I think we both convinced ourselves, even our family, that we we're having a boy. Um, had our names picked out and all that kind of stuff and. I kind of started envisioning that life, you know, with my little boy and, and kind of being that coach mentor for him, playing sports and, you know, just the the father-son bond, you know. And, um, you know, I really would love to have that. Um, I think at first I was a little disappointed, like, that it was a girl. I, I, I still love you, though. I do so much. But I the love I have with True and the bond that I have with her is so, so special and so unique that like, I just reminded myself like, I love being a girl dad. And so having Tatum is just like, she is so sweet. But this time around, we'll talk about postpartum. Like I feel like I went through postpartum in the sense that I was feeling disconnected to Tatum. You know, I wasn't helping as much with the feeding, the diaper changes. Cause I was kind of in this weird, like, I don't know, headspace where like a lot of my focus and attention was on, was on True because you were, you know, handling and managing, you know, Tatum. So it felt like I, you and I were on two different pages. Like it was divide and conquer. I'm going to take care of True because you can't do both, obviously. Um, and so I didn't feel this connection with True at, or uh, Tatum at first. Um, and so I think what for the first maybe month or two, like I just kind of felt like I hate to say this, but like kind of blah towards like having Tatum. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think as soon as like she started like blossoming and, you know, maybe her person, yes, your personality started coming out and like she's so pretty. And I try to tell her that every single day she is such a beautiful baby and I love her so much. And that connection has finally come around. But yeah, I feel like I was like going through like this emotional like roller coaster and not you know, feeling confident about having two kids and like, yeah, bringing, a, bringing baby number two into a household uh, was, was tough. Like the family dynamic uh, was, was, was hard on me because now life just seemed super chaotic. Yeah, I, it was, I, I think it was definitely obvious that you struggled um, connecting and I remember I've talked to you about it. Um, but I mean, I never... I, I understood because I felt that way the first time around. You know, like it's just, it's hard to explain. You really can't explain it until I think you go through it. But um, I do want to say, though, you are like the best girl dad. Oh, oh my goodness. I love being you, a girl dad. You are just so present with the girls. Um, you're so fun and goofy. And um, it's just, it's been so much fun to watch you um, take on that role. And And I do know that, not to like get off topic from the postpartum journey, but I do know that, you know, I think we do plan on growing our family one day. Um, I don't think our family is necessarily complete, necessarily complete. Um, But I think, you know, just, we're just trying to figure out 
what that looks like. Does that look like, you know, we have another baby and I go through pregnancy again, or, you know, we've always been very open and talked about adopting and, yeah. um, you well, know, you know me, we, like, we I love, out. I love having our girls, but I, I'm not a big fan of the pregnancy process. So I like, I struggle with that. I voice that with you. It's yeah. like, I'm not a huge fan of it. I know there's people and, and I just had, you know, um, like the guys I was training with this week, like one of them made a comment, like, I just love the pregnancy because they have three or four kids already. And it's like, I love it. I, I just don't relate to that, you know, cause I don't necessarily have that same joy during, during that nine month process. Um, just because I know how hard it is on you, you know? And, um, yeah, so I, yeah, I, I don't think that our uh, family is done growing yet either. We just don't know what that quite looks like. And I know we have a deep desire to either adopt or, you know, try again. And we've been so blessed and fortunate up to this point, had two, ha two healthy girls. And I love being a girl dad. My grandfather, my hero, Papa, Big Wally, um, you know, he was a girl dad of three. And he, the bond that he had with his daughters was truly unique and special. The, the bond that my dad and my sister have are, is special. Um, and I love it. And I, I envision like, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where I think about like, you know, I want to be a coach and, but I would love to be, you know, my daughter's coach. I would love to, you know, whether, you know, they dance or play softball or basketball or whatever the case may be, like, I'm going to really like dive in head first and like support them in that. And I'm going to be that crazy dad that embarrasses them like crazy. With like the picture on your, the, the pin, you wear the pin that has yeah, the picture. Yeah. Number one dad, yeah. what, whatever. But I'm, like we're doing ballet with True, like, and I'm in there, like doing the passes and the tippy toes and yeah. the leg kicks. And I mean, you do great with it too. But like for me, it's it's kind of cool to be in there with other dads that are not afraid to be vulnerable and, and let loose a little bit and be goofy. But yeah, I mean, being a girl dad is great, you know. And maybe one day we'll we'll have a little boy. Yeah. But at this point, I'm very happy um, with our beautiful, healthy girls. And I'm so proud of you for being such an incredible mom to our girls because you're very nurturing, patient, and you just love on them so, so well. Um, so we're, we're, you know, we've, have our, we've had our struggles with, you know, we've tried, what, uh, different sleeping schedules and bath schedules and feeding schedules and... You know, we're on the verge of working with True on potty training, and the first time around that did not work out very well at all. Um, we're working with Tatum on certain things, and she's doing great. Huh, you sleep all night. Say, I sleep all night, Dada. Yeah, I've had a lot of people ask, like, our, our advice going from one to two babies. Yeah. I, have, I don't have anything groundbreaking to share other than, for me, I wouldn't say it's necessarily harder going from one to two, um, but for me, it's just, it's, it's work and it's busy and it's like not like, well, I, yeah. I feel like even just with both of us home, I don't have enough, enough hands and arms to help. Cause it's just, well, you don't, it's not. and that's why it's hard for me to, to be gone, you know? And yeah. it's, I think adding, you know, another child to the household, it, it obviously depends on like the age gap, Sure. you know, so true is very much still in need of our attention, our help but she's like a wild child, like hell on wheels when she gets home from school. So by the time she gets home from school to bedtime, that two to three hour window is like craziness. And then the weekends when she's not at school, it's even harder because we, now we have to really work on like, what are we doing today? We need to get out. We need to be active with her. We need to play, you know, and you know, it's not like she has a huge backyard where she can just go and play and we, somebody's gotta watch her. You know, and then we got Tatum, who's obviously only four months old, and she needs our attention too. So yeah, it's very, very difficult, and um, so we're just, just we're we're learning as we go. We're, I mean, we're in know? the thick of it, and honestly, I just keep reminding myself, um, like in those moments where I just want to like cry because I'm just exhausted. I just remind myself that the thing is, is we know how fast it goes. Like we've already experienced yeah. it with True. We know how quickly oh, yeah. they change and they grow up. Um, so, I mean, give it a year or two, and then, you know, Tatum's going to be... Well, before you know it, True's going to be in kindergarten. Yeah. And know? so I just keep reminding myself, like, this is the thick of it, but we're going to give it a year or two, and we're going to miss it so much, um, just because it, 
it is so fast and it is yeah. short-lived. So I think right now we're just really like sitting in this and resting in it and just living in the chaos. Yeah. Beautiful chaos. Yeah. Well, let's go back a little bit because I want to talk about our time in Dallas. Because um, last time we sat down, had a conversation, you know, we had just gotten back from L.A. We, had, we played with the Chargers that year and, you know, we were kind of in the unknown a year ago and here we are again in the unknown of football and and if an opportunity is going to present itself yes i want you to go to a game so bad yes i do i don't know if you guys can hear tatum but she's she's talking to us too she's you live on the podcast yes but let's talk about let's talk about dallas so our we had our prayers answered we got a call in well, once training camp started, that's kind of when things heated up. Like I was getting called Denver, Seattle, had those workouts, went to LA for a week with the Rams on practice squad. Um, obviously you didn't come with me then, but uh, when I signed in Dallas, um, this was like early October, I was there for shy of a month before I came home for the bye week. But at this time you're pregnant, what, you're about seven, eight months pregnant. Seven pre months pregnant? Like six. Yeah, six months pregnant. We have, True, who's two years old, almost. Uh, we have Franklin, who we swore we would not leave home by her. Well, she stayed with my in-laws uh, during the season and with they the Chargers. Swore she was not welcomed yeah. back. Yeah, so. she she uh, uh, outstayed her welcome. But and then we were fostering Daniel. No, we had yeah, we were fostering Daniel, a little two-year-old boy, um, and so like we that was a little bit unknown we didn't know how long we were going to have him and all that kind of stuff and and he was such a joy to our family and and uh but yeah so going to dallas was kind of like logistically how's this going to work um we knew that we all had to be together we needed to be together franklin our our dog included and even possibly daniel but of course legally we had no idea how that even worked you know so um i was in dallas for about uh, three weeks or so, then the bye week happened. I came home. We kind of packed our stuff up and loaded headed up to the car and loaded drove it up. Dallas. Yeah, and but this time around, we <laughs> we decided to stick it out and tough it out and live in a hotel the entire rest of the season. So let's just call it four months mm -hmm. um, on the seventh floor <laughs> uh, behind the star. And so you do want to talk about that a little bit, just like maybe just share your insight as an NFL wife. Um, six months pregnant. We have, you know, uh, a 20 month year old at this time. She's in school. We have a puppy. I mean, what was that like for you? I know that it was obviously prayers were answered, but it was also sacrifice for you. So talk about your time in Dallas. It's so hard for me because it's like, it wasn't bad. Like the first couple months were doable and we agreed let's just stick it out in this hotel because it's furnished. It's You can walk to practice every day. We only had one car. Um, so we're like, we can do this. Like, this would be no big deal. It was pet friendly, so we had Franklin with us. Um, thankfully, I was able to find like a, like a preschool that was less than a mile away that had an immediate opening for True. Um, it wasn't like the most, you know, perfect preschool, but it was... It was great. It was good for was what really we needed. Good. And that way she wasn't stuck in the hotel with me all day, so... That all worked out. It just, you know, I think come like Thanksgiving, Christmas time, I started getting maybe sad. It, I mean, it gets sad around the holidays. You're not with family. It makes it even worse that we're in this hotel room with like, you know, we don't have like a house to make it feel homey. Um, yeah, it just, it, I would say that last month or two really got to me. Like yeah. I remember after Christmas, I like, we didn't have much there, but the little bit we had, I like had already packed up in a box and. Yeah, we hadn't, even, we hadn't even gotten to the playoffs yet, and you were, like, ready to go. I literally like, had I'm like, babe, like, and I'm like, we're trying to make a run here. We're trying to get to the Super Bowl, like, and you're ready to check I know. check I out and go home. trying to figure out, do I go home early? Do yeah. I stay? But if you guys, you know, are in playoffs. But at this point, cool. you're nine months pregnant, too, at the end of the season. But at this point, I was, like, eight months pregnant, yeah. and um, I think I just was, like, maybe feeling just... It was like getting lonely in that room, you know, and like sad. I don't know. I was just, I needed to get home. I also didn't, didn't realize um, the weather in Dallas. I don't really know what I expected, but it was, you know, it's like the winter months in Dallas. So it was just very gloomy. 
like a lot got, of rain. Got it cold, got cold, very cold. Yeah. I, I didn't even like bring my winter coat. I don't know why I didn't. I was like, oh, it probably doesn't get that cold in Dallas, but it did. So the it was hard for me to like get outside and you know go on walks or just take True out to play because it was just the weather was not great. Yeah. Um. You know. So of course that kind of started getting to me, and then um, you know, like when we move around like this, I it's important that I find a pediatrician. I needed an OB doctor. Um. And we found, we thankfully found those and found doctors that would see us. However, they just, again, were not. Not our people like they here They were in not our people. Yeah. And so that started to wear on me. And um, I just kept thinking, you know, I'm ready to get home to go see my doctor. Yeah. Um, I'm ready to take True back. And, and not to mention, we had nothing in this house ready for the baby. And I was eight months pregnant. Oh, yeah. And I started to, like, panic. Like, what if the baby comes early? Um Thankfully, we obviously had a lot of things that we needed from True. However, like nothing was washed, nothing was set up. Yeah. Um, so I just, I was just ready. I mean, it wasn't bad. We loved it. It was, I was so grateful to be part of Dallas and the Cowboys. And, you know, it's just such a, um, you know, it's America's team. So just to experience that was really cool. Oh, and you had um, some really good girlfriends on the team too. I made that some really good friends, took you which again wing. gets hard because you start to connect with these other wives and um, make that connection. And then in my head, I know like, we're probably not coming back next year. So then that gets like, that always makes me sad towards the end of the season. Cause, you know, I just know that with how our story goes, we always go to a new team. So yeah, um, yeah it was it was a good experience, but. Not your favorite. Wasn't maybe my favorite. Well, when we, when we get back, we're gonna take a little break. We're gonna get Tatum situated. Uh, we're going to change a diaper, and we'll come back. We'll talk about game day in Dallas. All right, we'll be right back. Hey, guys, while I'm taking this break to change dirty diapers, please take the time to like and subscribe to this podcast. It helps us out tremendously. But thank you so much for listening. Thank you for the support. Now back to the episode. All right, we are back. We just had to change a diaper, get our daughter fed, get resituated on this couch and get comfortable. But... Uh, yeah, just so we just kind of picking up where we left off with. We'll talk about Dallas, our experience with the Cowboys, and um, you know we had a. It was such a blessing to be you know part of that franchise, you know the historic Dallas Cowboys, and I really do want to talk about like they really did take really good care of us from a family standpoint. Um, you know, game day, you know they offered childcare. You know, where not every team has that. Um, we had a great rate. That's why we decided to stay in the hotel <laughs> because it just, it was hard to pass up on the Jerry Jones, um, discount, you know? And so, and then, and then the star in Frisco is just like, it's such a cool thing. Like we did so many cool things during Christmas and the holidays had our family visit and it's just a cool spectacle. Um, and so game day as, you know, an NFL wife with kids or, let's just say with one, but also nine months pregnant. Um, talk about your time, like traveling to the stadium. This is a new stadium for you. Logistically, you have no idea where to park, where, the, where to sit, where is, where is the rowdy room for true. I mean, it's just a whole new experience. You really don't have anybody there quite yet to like hold your hand and say, hey, come on, let's go. Because the year before in LA, you know, a, a group of girls would always travel together and you'd sit together and, and you know, just you just loved SoFi Stadium, you know, and I loved SoFi Stadium. Yeah. It might be one of my favorite stadiums. Yeah, it's just something about the energy, and maybe I know you said you felt like Dallas was louder than SoFi, but for me, maybe it's just like where I sat. The fans and the stadium felt so much louder, so much more energetic than Cowboys, which, Gosh. which um, kind of surprised me, but. My experience in Dallas has nothing to do with the team. My experience that I just was so, like, okay about was, I think, just our situation. Well, we came in late. You know, it, we came in mid, you know, like, in almost late, mid-season. Coming in late, being pregnant, being in a hotel. Like, it just, it was just okay for me. Um, and, again, I think I just started feeling, like, maybe sad or lonely being stuck in a hotel, essentially. And, yeah. again, like, I couldn't get it's outside and go on walks like I did in um, the previous year in California where it's, sunny and 80 all year and I could just go on these like walks by myself or take true um so yeah but the team uh like game days and the team aspect was was really cool 
Um, my first time, this happens every year, anytime I go to a new team in a new city and it's like my first trip to the stadium, I always get so nervous and anxious because I'm thinking like, I've, like it's, you're going to a place you've never been, you're by yourself. I now have a two-year-old with me, or she's like one and a half, um, trying to figure this out. Um, and I remember that first, the first home game of me there, it was like storming and raining and I'm, you know, I have no clue where I'm going. The yeah. traffic was crazy. Yeah. I have a specific parking spot, but I have no idea where that was. So it just like, the whole thing was my first game day experience was kind of a nightmare, like trying to figure out where to park. I kind of parked in the wrong spot and then I'm trying to like drag True with me and I had my umbrella and I remember like her shoe fell off in the rain and my Gosh. umbrella went flying. Um, my umbrella went flying and so there's like strangers trying to help me get all situated. And yeah. Meanwhile, it's like downpouring. Yeah. Um, then the stadium itself, they were, like had a specific rule, like depending on where your section was, you had to walk into a certain gate. And of course I was at the wrong gate. Yeah. So you just um, logistically just didn't know where to go. Yeah. It's not like you're escorted right into the stadium to your seat. It's nothing like that. But again, it was, you know, once I figured out my routine, um, you got it down pretty good. It was, yes. The stadium also just is like very crowded like the concourse area to get food well, and it's also like a that. massive stadium too it's like well, yeah. ninety thousand people and it's like like just at every home game i went to to go get like food or something i always yeah. like had to go super early yeah um just because i knew there'd be a line yeah um so that was kind of like i mean i just remember i was like sweating all the time because i'm like pregnant too um but thank goodness for the rowdy room um oh yeah I guess it's common for teams to have like a child care. Well, they didn't have it for the Chargers. No, and yeah. they didn't have it for the Titans or the, I don't know if they have it for the Colts now or not. Um, but anyway, thankfully Dallas had that because that yeah. was like, that saved saved me. I probably would not have been able to go to any games with just True. Um, yeah, she would not sit in that seat for She doesn't sit still, which, hours. you know, you can't blame her. She's a year and a half. Yeah. Um, so that was nice because I was able to just drop her off and it's like this child care room that she can play and hang out. And I even took her to the night games and... They have like cribs that she was able to fall asleep. Yeah. Um, and it was like right outside my section, so I could poke my head in and check on her. They would text me, and all of that was amazing. Like I can't imagine going to another team and not have that because yeah. it was hands down the best part. Um, so yeah, it was a good experience. I feel like there was something else I was going to say about it though, but I cannot. Well, you could think on that. I want to chime in. I think one of the uh, my favorite moments of the season was like. Pre-game, I'd find out where you're at. <laughs> True, walk down. She she could recognize me on the field because obviously she was too young in L.A. Yeah. to know what's going on. But now she's a year and a half, and she knows who Dada is, and she can kind of say football. And she's like, she kind of maybe understands what's going on a little bit. But yeah. she can see me on the field. She knows you're out there. Yeah, and she's waving at me, and it, like it just melts my heart every single time. <laughs> like I saw her do that. So like for me. Those are the moments that you like cherish and live for because I remember not when I was single, not married, no kids, my teammates who had kids, like sharing that moment when they were able to come on the field or go to training camp or go to games, like those are special. And I was like, man, I would love to have that one day. So having that with True, now my hope is like we can share that with Tatum if we can have another season or two and have her at the games and she can be with her sister and, and have my two little cheerleaders there, you know? And so I know it was really hard on you, but um, one of the cool things too, I think after the game, like how cool like that family room is, like how extravagant and high end and like you walk into this like massive, it's almost like a ballroom. I was about to say, it's comparable to a ballroom, but yeah. then it's like kind of bougie because you've got yeah. like booths and tables booths and, and bars. Open, and yeah, so like the family, food. And the, yeah, it's just like, food for days and like it's you feel like you're walking into a five-star restaurant yes and so that goes back to like jerry jones like leaves no stone unturned everything is like red carpet um even at the star they have the cowboys club where it's like a private exclusive restaurant just for players and staff and coaches and we've gone to dinner there a couple mm -hmm. times and that was super nice but like i know for you personally it was it was tough and you know comparing it to our time in LA with the Chargers wasn't as great because you got to remember too in LA we were going to the beach we were going to Newport for dinner we were going down to Laguna San Diego we went to Disney a few times like the things we got to do there as a family was like truly truly special and we were always outside and we had a, a you know like a three bedroom home where in Dallas, you know, there was, we just didn't know what to do. We never went to well, Dallas. And to that point, I would say the biggest difference is True was like, 
eight, nine months or so when we were in LA. So she was still young enough that we could cart her around. And you weren't pregnant either, obviously. Um, yeah, but like she was still young enough that I could put her in the stroller, the carrier. She was fine. Now that she's a year and a half, she's so much more mobile that yeah. it was almost impossible for you and I to go sit down and have dinner with oh, her yeah. because was, yeah. she wanted to run around. So it was yeah. just harder for, again, like our personal experience, it was harder for us to get out and explore. Like, I don't think you and I ever actually went to Dallas. We never did. Um, Maybe for a charity we, event. Because we just stayed in it. Frisco and yeah. then it just was like too hard to get out as a family and do things. Um, and again, that's partially maybe my fault because we go to these new cities and I, I just am not fully comfortable finding a sitter that I would trust and like someone to come sit in our hotel room to watch her while we have a date night. It's just, you know, still maybe my anxiety of like trusting someone to watch our kid, you know? Um, and I just keep, I promise myself every year, okay, next year I'm going to have a sitter so I can do X, Y, and Z. And then, you know, the time comes and yeah. But well, I mean, our towards the end of the season, our date night was now like ordering DoorDash and like and sitting, sitting on, on our, our couch, couch. <laughs> our, our yeah. tiny little hotel room couch, and yeah, like. But yeah, overall, it was a good experience, and honestly, yeah. we're we're just I'm praying already for what's to come this year. Yeah, so. yeah. So we got back. What was nice though is we were able to drive from Dallas mm-hmm. to Nashville. So nine hour drive, packed everything up, and we got home and and. Uh, you know, like you said, as soon as we got home, we were getting ready for baby number two because we had n- we had no nursery for her. I know you have so much to say. We had no nursery set up. Um, we had, I mean, gosh, we just you had to get caught up with your doctors. Um, there was just a lot of quick changes needed to be made when we got home. Um, but I felt like we adapted and adjusted really well. And um, you know, again, it just seemed as soon as the season started, like Tatum was here, like. Yeah. What January fifteenth, the season was over, and February nineteenth, there she was. Yeah. So we like we went from straight season mode to the off season was now like baby mode. Yeah. You know, it's so been fun though, and I feel like we've we have transitioned and navigated this very well, the two of us. So I'm yeah, well, we have our we have our struggles. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, I struggle with, and I still struggle to this day, like time management. You know, like we try to squeeze so much in to a day when True is at school. Um, I'm obviously, uh, I'm training, I'm doing this podcast. I have other endeavors and you support that wholeheartedly for me. But, you know, sometimes there may be resentment that's, you know, creeps in because, you know, I get to go do that stuff all while you're at home a lot with Tatum. Um, you know, and also I think of like the blessing is as being a free agent right now is that I am home. I am present with you guys. I am able to be here to help because gosh, like, if I had to be gone for nine weeks and you were here alone with the two girls, like that would be, I'd be it's like, hard enough. I'd be calling my, my mom and dad. Yeah, you'd be moving <laughs> in back in Evansville. But it, it's just hard enough for me to like leave just for a day, you know, leave and have you with the two girls because it's just so like hands on and like true is like just a hurricane in this house. And Tatum, again, I'm sorry, baby. She, I know. She's getting tired. I'm, I'm getting tired. Well, I do want to say, yeah, like, yes, it is. Any mom that stays home will know, like, it's a full-time job. Yeah. And there are some days where I'm like, I wish I could leave the house and go work and just have that break. Yeah. Um, but on the flip side, I mean, I don't want to, I am very, very, very blessed that we do get to stay home and I, for right now, and stay home with her and yeah. um, have that time with well, her. Well, obviously, we have somebody that's disgruntled right now at the moment. So let's go take sure. a quick break and we will be right back. Hey guys, head over to MattOvertonBrand.com for all Stay Ready merch and anything related to this podcast. I also have Girl Dad Club hats and Girl Dad hats for all the awesome Girl Dads out there. So check it out. Now back to the episode. All right, so just to wrap this up, I want to get into a few questions. That Wait, I have, I oh. want to I want to bring something up. Yeah, what do you got? <laughs> I need everybody's opinion on this. Okay. Okay, so Tatum's name is Tatum Love Overton. Okay. And when we picked that name we we kind of talked about oh you know we could call her love she could go by that could be a nickname or just like what what she goes by yeah and I then realized okay like when we go to introduce our girls we're gonna be like oh this is true and this is love yeah but I don't think I'm ever gonna just call Tatum love oh you wouldn't no because her name's Tatum I'm gonna gonna call her Tay or Tay Tay or see I thought like I thought 
like we could use the name. We never <laughs> talked about that before she got here. This is something that's like fairly new. We've talked about, it, I guess, after she was here. And I'm like, what if we call her? Love? I mean, I think love is beautiful, but like I do too, and I think it's so cute. So it's like yeah. I want to call her that, but then I'm like, are people gonna say to us, oh yeah, like I see what you guys did there, true love? And then I'm yeah, sure but people also think that we copied, you know, Courtney or Chloe Khloe- um, Kardashian. Chloe. I know, isn't that funny? Yeah, I mean, her kids' what names are, are exactly the same as. Yeah, I mean, except her Tatum is a boy, right? Yes. Yeah. So like she has true. Well, we have true it. Hers is not true it. Right. It's just, just true. true. But we pretty much use say true. Yeah, for sure. And then we have Tatum, who's our daughter, but like Chloe's Tatum is a, a son, right? Yes. Yeah. So what are the is that a coincidence? I think yes. that's kind of crazy. One hundred percent, it's coincidence. We did not cherry pick Chloe Kardashian's names for oh. our kids. You know. Okay, but you would never. She call copied her- ours. You would never call her love? I mean, I don't know. At this point, I've never called her so love cute. once. Well, I know, but I want to, but then I'm like, it's just going to be weird. People are going to... You're. I think you're just overthinking this. Okay, well, I need people to tell me if I'm overthinking you it are. or if, if I can call her love. I and think it's fine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, you love to overanalyze. I do. Yeah. You're hard on yourself. It's okay. But either way, she has a beautiful name. Truett Faith and Tatum Love. Which, that's the other thing. We Also, people, I've had people say to me that they think we intentionally chose the middle names like, you know, like Faith, Hope, and Love. Yeah. We didn't because we have Faith, we have Love. So I've had people say, oh, so like your next baby, the middle name's going to be Hope. Yeah, I, I don't like, think that's no, going to that... happen, but yeah. <laughs> Again, you're over overthinking this whole no, thing. No, people, like, if people say that to Who's me. Who's people? Like, just like strangers. One person? Who? <laughs> A stranger? <laughs> Who? I've had someone like at the gym when I'm like, oh yeah, my girl's names are Truett Faith. Well, that's and one person. Tatum Love. Okay. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> I, I mean, I think you're overthinking that. But, anyways, that was not our intention. We no, did not, not intentionally at all. choose their middle names to be like Faith, Hope, and Love yeah. or, you know, whatever. It's yeah. just, that's just honestly, we do, like barely put any thought into the middle names, if I'm being honest, and they really have no. Yeah specific meaning so yeah i do want to bring this up okay. I, I i chose not to wear a hat today for a reason <laughs> i wanted to get your take on my hair how does it look right now how's the lighting is You're it good gonna put me on the spot. yes i am because you give me a I'm hard blushing. time on my hair yeah you are blushing <laughs> i'm putting you on the spot so just okay. to give just to give people context so a, i need yeah, to like just, post a photo of you before <laughs> take a step back here so you know, the Overton men in our family have all pretty much lost their hair. Okay. My cousin Robert, I mean, he was bald at like age 20. So we did not get the hair gene. The Overton men did not get the... So our girls I got know, the hair our, from me. Yes, the girls have beautiful, beautiful long hair. Um, they did not get it from their daddy. So anyway, I've been probably the past five years is when I've just kind of been very, very self-conscious about my hair. Started to buzz it, cut it short, keep it short. But I love having hair. So for the past, since COVID, since COVID was the first time that I actually like buzzed it with like my beard trimmer, like went down as like, it was like a one or a zero. And I liked it at first because it was like, oh, it's low maintenance. It's easy. I'm saving me money from going to Great Clips. (laughs) Um, But you know, I see photos. I'm like, gosh, dang, like, I just don't like the look. I have a big head. And then, so this off season, I've like started to grow it out. And when I say grow, like, I mean, I tread lightly when I say that because it, it, it grows like a millimeter a month. (laughs) So it's slowly getting there. And I got to this point where I was feeling confident. Like I was, I was using my Monet hair product to, to bring volume and like the certain stuff. And like I was feeling good about myself and I was getting comments at the gym. And when I say comments, like I was getting like, Justin was mentioning something to me. Goskowski said something to me like, dang, man, your hair looks kind of good. I'm like, I know yeah, you, you would walk in the door beaming and you said, yeah. guess what? I got another compliment on my hair. Yeah, And I, and again, I don't think it looks great, but it looks better than having it completely buzz. See, as your wife, I think you look so good with buzzed hair. Yeah, but but I just don't but I just don't feel confident. Like okay. this is something that I'm like very self conscious about. Like, you know. And I, I can relate to I, that. I, like that's just like I if envy, I have an insecurity. I envy a dude who has great hair and a great beard. 
But what's so like funny, Justin sitting right okay, there. Okay, but what's so funny is we need to also post a photo of you from like 2014 or before that. Like, cause that's when I met you and you had, or that's when I very first met you. I had you, long hair. And you had like long, legit hair. Like, I, I hated it. Well, you weren't attracted so to me at the beginning anyway, so. But you need to post a photo of that because you legit had like. Yeah, there was a time I had some longer yeah. hair. Yeah. Yeah, and I felt good about it. I liked hair. Like, having hair is, is really, really cool. See, I think you look so good. So, but anyway, recently, you know, we took family photos like a couple weeks ago in Florida and we got them back and I was like very happy with them because like I had some hair up there. Now I'm rocking the Homer Simpson look, you know, <laughs> but like I, I looked at those photos. I'm like, gosh, I look so much better in my mind. I look so much better with the hair that I have now compared to it being completely buzzed. And you may think differently, but for me, like, it's, like, self-confidence that I'm getting. But I'm getting those comments from, like, people at the gym, like, dude, like, your hair looks fuller today. I'm like, yeah, man, I've been using my hairspray and my Monet, and I'm, like, juiced about it. And then you, you comment at me, like, you need to cut your hair. It looks all, like... <laughs> By cut your hair, I mean, like, I know, you just I need have, a, these... <laughs> I know, I have little Homer Simpsons right here in the front. Yeah. And I, my girl Shishi at, at Great Clips, like she's awesome. I've been seeing her for like two years now, like pretty consistently. And um, like I mentioned to her, like, you know, do you have any, you know, reoccurring customers that, you know, obviously struggle with hair loss? Have they done the surgeries? And so she recommended to not go get the surgery, like right off the bat, like go seek other treatments, like, you know, scalp therapy kind of stuff and to retreat the roots and the, all that kind of stuff. Anyway, she's been a, big advocate from like me doing that and you know she kind of sculpts it and molds it and like makes me look good she combed it remember i got my hair cut the other day and i came home you're like wow it was she combed over she combed it for you like it looks good and like so for me like yeah she she's doing her job and she's doing great that's why i go see her and that's why i tip her well and like yeah like she's the best like she's a, she's like been my coach in this and then we i have close friends who have done the surgery and they're going through the process because it's like a long, like, it's like a year. It's like a full year of getting, like, some really legit results. And I don't necessarily want to get to that point where I have to go get that hair transplant surgery. So I'm just trying to, like, hang on and, like... Look, I am supportive. I, I, I'm trying to be understanding because I have insecurities or things that bother me. Yeah, we so all I get it. Like, yeah. I guess I didn't know how serious this insecurity was until very recent. Like, you've always talked about hair, but you kind of like laughed about it. And so we just joked. And I never really understood the full extent of the insecurity until recently. So I'm trying to be more understanding because well, I'm going through you know I have. I'm almost, I'm, I'm going to be 38 in like two weeks or a week. And uh, I'm, I know. I'm almost 40. <laughs> so I'm going through like. <laughs> A semi-midlife crisis here, you know, okay, so you just have to bear with me. Just as your wife, I just want you to know, like, I think you look so good with buzzed hair, and I love it, and I've... Yeah, but you never really quite shared that with me when I did it. <laughs> not really. Not until now that you've grown it out, and I'm like... I know, like, but doesn't this look okay? It looks okay. How about, we need everybody to comment or mess, send I mean, us messages I just, and I'm let gonna, us know. I mean, I want to post a family, I want to post our family photo from Florida two years ago okay. where I'm completely like bicked. Okay. And then the one we just had recently. And we'll let And I think I look much better. Okay, but also post the photo like from twenty I will when yeah. you had like long hair. Okay. Yeah. 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 So and I think men can relate to me like that insecurity of hair loss is like it's real. It sucks. Yeah. You know, and, and maybe we need hymns to sponsor this podcast because okay. I need that help. Okay. You know? But I'm trying. I know. I just need I, I just need your support at home okay. for this hair growth process and journey that I'm on. Okay. All right. But yeah. I wore a no hat specifically to have this conversation. I know. I feel like there's been a couple times where like we go do something and I'm like, are you gonna you wanna wear a hat? Are you gonna grab a hat? And you're like, no. I'm like, okay. <laughs> because that's me feeling good about myself and like I'm And that's vibing. me being like, I think you should go. Oh my gosh. So like I'm vibing, I'm feeling good. Like I just saw myself in the mirror, like, yeah, that could work with this and like yeah, let's grow. And yeah, because I have friends that make comments like Junior gets on me all the time. It's like, oh, so how come you always post pictures with hats on? I'm like, because I have no hair. You know, I wish I had hair where I can like just confidently strut out and, and have this like manly flow going, you know. <laughs> <Okay>. Next topic. <laughs> so I just had to bring that up. We have to 
<laughs> yeah, I had to air that dirty laundry because it's been on my heart. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. Well, thanks for being vulnerable. <laughs> thanks for yeah. Thanks for your support. <laughs> All right, let's get to some questions. Uh, people had asked us questions on Facebook and Instagram, and uh, I thought there was a couple interesting ones. Um, the first one, I think you already touched on one. About a lot of people were asking our transition, like one to two, and what's your advice? And like I said, we have no groundbreaking. Advice. Well, to let's just let's touch on that one more time. I don't, I don't think there's any right or wrong time to do it or whatever. I just think it really the biggest factor is really the age gap between baby one and two like if true is five and we bring a new you know it'd be a lot different than you know a two-year-old and a baby so I think for for those who are you know having a family and, and having kids and, and trying to to grow their family uh in for that matter like I think that age gap is like there's people who are like hey I'm going to get as many babies out as po quickly as possible like we know a lot of people who have done like the back to back to back to back you know um, but there's no right or wrong. It's a blessing regardless. Uh, you just navigate those waters. You, you, you live and learn as you go. And for us, we're just like, we're surviving, you know, yeah. it's day to day. Yeah. The days are long, the years are short. Yeah. And we just have to keep that perspective. Um, let's get to, uh, some of the questions that I had on Instagram. So we'll go to the first one. This is kind of interesting because, um, you know, we didn't leave Indy like, like necessarily like on purpose, but the question is, why did you leave Indy aside from no longer being with the Colts? So, well, I think you and I, we got married in March of 2020 and we were very happy in Indianapolis. We love Indy. You, you're from Indy. We have our friends, our social life there. Um, the community was so good to the both of us. You know, Bree was a former Pro Bowl cheerleader for the Colts for a long time, and uh, I played there for five years, but really lived there for about eight. And um, when we got engaged, I think the plan was really just to like live life in Indy. Mm -hmm. um, at the time, I had this house down here in Nashville that we were renting out, and I think the conversation kind of came about every now and then, like yeah, maybe Nashville could be something down the pipeline, down you know, down the road, and. Um, it was really because of COVID that like sped up that idea and that thought and, and expedited that process. So we got married March of 2020, right before like the world shut down. And luckily we had our wedding, but um, shortly after that we had no, we canceled our honeymoon and we decided just to, let's just go down to Nashville because nobody's renting our house out. All the Airbnbs had canceled. So we came down here thinking we'd just spend a couple weeks here um, and two weeks turned into what, three months, About three months. I mean, your job, you didn't get laid off, but you were furloughed. furloughed. Um, I wasn't signed to a team. And so we spent a lot of time down here. We, we really enjoyed it. The weather was a little bit more milder during the winter. Um, you know, we were making friends. We just had a great time. And so I think the idea of moving to Nashville was more just realistic. Mm -hmm. And then we were like, all right, well, if we're going to have kids and start a family like I'd rather get down here let's before make yeah let's make the move to Nashville before the babies come well shortly after July of 2020 we found out we we're pregnant with our first and then lo and behold that fall I got signed to the Titans so it was like this God it just sped this, up the whole process it was like this God wink of like hey you know Nashville is like your your destination and so we sped up the expedited the process to move here we got situated. I played for the Titans that season, and we, we haven't left since. So it's not that we just abruptly picked up. Well, we kind of abruptly picked up and left Indy because of me playing, but it wasn't like this, um, I'm through with Indy, let's leave. You know, it was just kind of this natural progression of, like, we just kind of felt maybe tugged here a little bit. Like, we felt like, you know, this is maybe our calling, and we want to start our family here. So... We do miss Indy, though. Indy's great. And you, your family's still there, so we go back yeah, we, periodically. Yeah, we get excited when we get to plan our trips back. Um, we miss. We have a core group of friends, and then also, like, our hands-down favorite church ever is in Indy. So yeah. we make it a point to always go there. And Yeah, Indy's yeah. very, very special to us. And, like, the people there, the community, we, we love it so much. And every time we go back, like, I always make a comment, like, oh, maybe we should move back to Indianapolis, you know, like, but we get back to Nashville, like, yeah, we love Nashville, and we love Indy, too, like, we, 
we would thrive in Indianapolis if we were there too, because it's it's a great place. So um, much love to Indy and obviously to the Colts Nation because that fan base is incredible and have supported my wife and I in our careers there. Um, another question I have too is, this is interesting too, this is more for me, um, what's been the toughest adaptation to your training since having your kids? Well, when it comes to football, obviously there's like some sacrifices that need to be made like during in-season because wherever I go, my family has to pick up and go. So it can be tough logistically that with that regard, but we adapt and adjust. We, we make it work. Um, for me training, it's like right now we're with two kids, choose at school all day. Like we have our little calendar, like we, we draw out our, our week and what it looks like. And we kind of have our, it's not, you know, structured where it's the same time every single day of the week, but roughly saying like after true goes to school is when I go train. And so in regards to training for football, I kind of have that morning time where, you know, you go to the gym after you drop true off, they have childcare. So Tatum can go with you as well. And then I go do my workout too. So adapting to training is not necessarily that difficult. It's just like, we just have to be very methodical on communication and planning the week out where it's not just like, you know, I can just get up at a spur of the moment, go training. You can't do the same either. Sure. And I, and I think like just that from a family perspective, you know, we take your training. It's not like we make that be our priority, but since well, that does, yeah. that is kind of like your job, we do make it, you know, we make sure like we find time, whether that means if I need to stay home with the girls yeah. or so do you, something just so you can go get your training and we do make that kind so of So you priority. do a great job in supporting and it's not always easy. I mean, it's not <laughs> like you're just so happy. Hey, go do your training. See you when you get back, honey. Like there's days where you don't want me to go. Yeah. You know, and, and there's days where I get that text. I, I'm like literally in the middle of a workout and I get the text. I need you home. And I just, I go home, <laughs> you know, like, so there's those times. SOS, yeah. Yes. You know, so it's like, I need your help. Get home now. And I'm like, all right, Justin, I got to get home. The boss is calling, <laughs> you know, so, but we make it work. And, and Bree's been a huge support in just allowing me to do those things. Um, this one's kind of funny if you want to do this one. Like someone asked about like if you can assign animal spirits to everyone in your family of four, like what would they be? Well, you're very introverted. Yeah. So what would you be? Like a I sloth? I'm so bad at this. <laughs> just I don't know, like a but I feel like a sloth is like very shy and like introverted and like moves slowly and okay. mysteriously. I don't know. Maybe that that was not the best one. Let's start with our kids. What would True be? Oh, man. Gosh, it could be anything. Mm. She's, I mean, she's the sweetest little girl, but then she's also just like. It's like she's like, first she's sour, then she's sweet, 100%. Yeah. So whatever kind of animal, I don't even know. I don't even know. I mean, her nickname is True Bear, so maybe she could be like <laughs> some sort of like panda bear or something. Like okay. Maybe like a panda bear looks sweet and cuddly, but also can be crazy. I don't yeah. know. Like, yeah. Tatum, I don't know, like her personality her is very personality soft yet. and sweet. I mean, yeah. she's just a, she's very needy though. So maybe she's like a kangaroo. Like she's in the, yeah, she's pouch. like the pouch, you know, she's always in your pouch. Yeah. And then I, I want to give you a different spirit animal. Like <laughs> okay. you're, you're better than a sloth. I'm going to say like, um, what about me? Let's do me first. <laughs> I need like a list of animals to choose from. <laughs> silver, silverback gorilla. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You're putting me on the spot. You're like a, maybe you're like a seahorse. Okay. I mean, the, I don't know. <laughs> Elegant. It's like sweet, the first thing gentle. coming to mind for you is like a lion, just because you're. <laughs> well, you're like the leader of our household, and you know, I mean that like in the sense of like, you know. I like that. Yeah, you're determined. The way yeah. you work out. Yeah, I like that. Some like, of your characteristics. Yeah. Well, then you're you're my lioness. Okay. How about that? <laughs> I'm sorry, I called you a sloth. That's really bad. Um, you get what I'm trying to say, though. Um, here's one for you. Um, how do you balance yourself? And I guess that's kind of a broad question, but like, how do you manage to find balance with being a stay-at-home mom, all while trying to support me and my endeavors, and like making time for you to like? I don't do think th I've I don't think I've mastered that yet. I think the only thing I've been able to master is um, in the morning I drive true. Um, to school and then I go straight to my workout, which is at, um, there's a burn boot camp. They kind of have them like all over. So anyway, I go there, it's like a 45 minute workout. 
I can get in and get out. And that 45 minutes to myself is like almost a must for me every day. Because then it's like I come home and I'm on mom duties. I mean, this is like, you know, the rest of the day is I'm just living for the girls and taking care of them and taking care of you and our household. So honestly, right now, like the only thing I feel like I've mastered for me mentally and physically is just trying to get that workout in first thing in the morning. Yeah. Um, And then the rest, it's just kind of. Just, you know, surviving and trying to take care of everybody. I know. We're, like, in the thick of it with, like, we mentioned the terrible twos, but, like, True's, like, sleeping patterns are, like, so inconsistent. For them, I mean, it's, like, you just kind of don't know what you're going to get on that particular day. Like, she may be exhausted from school and she goes to bed, like, when we try to put her to bed, or... We've had moments where, like, she will literally wake up at one or two a.m. and she's for those that follow me on Instagram. Yeah, she is literally up, playing in her closet, playing dress up, grabbing everything she can at two a.m. and she does that for three hours. And she she doesn't fall asleep until four or five a.m. We're up at six six thirty trying to get her ready for school. It's just like you don't don't know what you're gonna get. Mm -hmm. You know, we'll all watch Tatum. She's like perfect right now with like sleep. And she's been maybe a little gross spurt, but. Um, yeah, it's just with true. It's just like, you just like, we pray and hope like, Hey, maybe hopefully tonight will be, will be good. Um, here's one and we haven't mastered this obviously, but this is huge in marriage and all relationships, but communication, how do you be a better listener and communicate better? Well, I guess I'll start like for us, I think with, with now kids and I'm not the best at writing things down on the calendar, but I think visually having that calendar for us even though it's not verbal communication, but having that written out, you can kind of see what I have for the week, forecasting what's going on. Because you, you have a really good pulse on like, all right, well, this is going to be a busy week, so we really need to handle certain things. And I'm very much like fly by the seat of my pant, like where I'm just like, if I need to do something, I'll do it now or get it done. So I'm more, I'm more like sporadic in that, and it drives you crazy. You're more structured and, you know, you plan things out. You have our color-coded coordinated like calendar over there so you're very good at keeping our family structured and in that regard so but communication is I think that's something that every single couple I don't know that anybody ever has it mastered I think it's something that you're just always having to work on yeah um and then I think the other thing for us is just like we have to like sit down when it's quiet like whether it's like after the girls go to bed like 15 minutes we need just no distraction so like I know that you're focusing and we're focused like we can hear oh, yeah. each other yeah. um just to talk through again like okay we just take it day by day like what does tomorrow look like just because like you said your schedule your training everything is so inconsistent day to day um so just that's I think too just being mindful like to carve out that time to like actually and we we are not perfect by any mean they'll they'll go several weeks like we try to do, do date night but we just can't do it because either we don't have a sitter or like true will literally not sitting her seat for more than five minutes. So like we get there, we try to order our food right away, eat right away and just bounce like within 30 minutes. And it's just like, it's not enjoyable. Yeah. Like it's just more stressful than anything, yeah. but like carving that time out to spend time to like communicate and just like, and then when kids get involved, it's like sometimes we're speaking the same language, but we're not quite understanding what each other trying to get across. Right? I mean, sometimes you're saying one thing, I think you're saying another thing, <laughs> yes. and we're just like on two different wavelengths. So that can be difficult. Um, yeah, so I mean, communication is just critical in any relationship, but like, <laughs> we're, 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 we're navigating. Still yeah, we're trying to survive in that <laughs> communication world. So, did you have any questions on your end from anybody? No, I think we've covered that. No questions from you? Well, the major one was just the transition and stuff. So Yeah, I think I had one more, and I thought it was kind of cool. It was more like, you know, I think, let me see here. Um, this is for, like, any advice for me. I guess this, this in, individual is, like, starting their own um, LLC, like, small business and starting their own brand. So it's like, question is, what are some realistic goals I can set to start up and also some realistic possible setbacks I may encounter that maybe you've experienced with your Stay Ready brand? Um, Well, I think first and foremost, like when, you know, Stay Ready came for me, it was just like having a mission that I wanted to like stay aligned with and Stay Ready was all like a mindset. It was was a uh, kind of a a lifestyle that I was trying to live. it became more faith-based. It became um, something that I wanted to use as a way to help 
motivate younger guys and just have a positive uh, message behind it. Um, so for me, it was just kind of like really nailing down like that, that mission, that vision, staying true to it, staying true to who you are, not trying to do something that you're not, um, and just being consistent, showing up. Like you're gonna fail along the way. Um, I started this podcast and it's had its ebbs and flows, but being consistent, keep showing up, keep putting in the work, keep learning, um, and just keep doing the little things over time and, and being consistent in that regard. And I think great things will come. So no matter, you know, you're not going to get successful right away I and mean, it's going to take some time. And by no means is the stay ready brand or this podcast, even wildly successful. We're still learning it. We're organically, organically growing this thing. And, and, um, it's just, it's slowly ticking and treading upwards, but it takes work. It takes effort. It takes sacrifice and dedication. So just stay true to what you want, your vision, ask for help, um, and learn from others. And I think you, you'll, you'll be well, but just keep showing up and being consistent is the main thing. I would have to say. Um, but other than that, I think that was a good conversation. We had a lot to talk about. I mean, there's still yeah. so much to talk about. And I love having you on here because, you know, people enjoy hearing from <laughs> Brie Overton. You're my little influencer. <laughs> but uh, no, anything, this was fun. Yeah, Thank anything, you. anything else you have? No, you'll have to. We'll have to come back and um, here in a couple of months, we'll have to give a good recap because we have our Colts Cheer 40th reunion. Well, sorry, 40 years of cheerleading. Yeah. Colts cheerleading. But it's your tenure. It's been 10 it's years. It's been like 10 you... years since I've re- retired. So we've got like a reunion coming up in September. And you're going to So perform. it's like all the cheerleaders from the past 40 years will be there. And we perform, I think, at halftime. So I'm sure I'm going to have a lot to unpack. And I've been like urging you, like nudging you. Hey, like you got to get those legs ready. Like with, let's go start dancing. Like let's, let's bust a move here in the, in the living room and like. I know. Because I know it's it's probably, I mean, you you are so good at it and you haven't done it in so long. It's like, do you think it's going to be like riding a bike or do you think like keep, it's going to take. I keep trying to like plan on my head, like, God, what am I going to look like out there? Like, am I like, like, will I pick it right back up or am I going to look just crazy? So I'm, you might, I might have to start practicing. Yeah. And I'm down. You know how I'm down. I'm like, I'm ready to like dance with you. I know. And like learn the routine. But that's, that's exciting. We have PAO coming up here uh, mid-July. We're going to Colorado Springs. Um, it's a professional out, uh, athletes outreach. We missed the NFL one in LA because we were having Tatum. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to the NHL one, which is going to be fun because we're going with some of our friends here from Nashville. And this is going to be fun to do PAO with a different community. Like mm-hmm. I know nothing about hockey. Yeah. And I don't think you do either. No, but I'm excited because it's, you know, it's going to be good for our marriage. It's yeah. going to be good for you and I to like kind of reconnect. It's like a three-day Christian conference. So yeah. that's going to be good for us. Well, it's going to be great for us because another thing that I would say about our family and growing and all that kind of stuff, like having babies and the wildness that we're in, like sometimes you feel out of touch in your faith and you feel like you drifted mm-hmm. because life gets busy. The days are chaotic and like you can't even just like for you, I know that you just don't even have 15 minutes to sit down and read or journal. And I try to carve that time out, but like truth's coming over trying to take the pen from me. So I get stressed and I'm like, ah, I'll do it later. But like, yeah, this is, it's going to be a, obviously there's no excuses. You could always carve that time out. But for us personally, within our marriage and just for our family, like we're excited to go kind of disconnect, reconnect into our, our, our spiritual lives and just be around great people. And, and we know how beautiful the conference is because we did it last year Yeah, and it, it's great. So we're excited for that. And, uh, I guess we'll just kind of keep, you know, working and praying for football, see how that goes, mm-hmm. but we're going to enjoy this time together. And there's a lot of great things ahead. Yes. So thank you for sharing. And, uh, we're excited to have you on again in the future. <laughs> All right, guys, I appreciate you guys for listening. Have a good day. God bless.